Man, what's going on? This your boy D. Johnson on the mic for Talk Dad-ish. Yo, alright, look, I didn't get a chance to react to this live. Um, I got rapid fire coming to you guys later on for the games that happen on Saturday and Sunday. And to give you a preview about what's going on today, so look forward to that. It's probably going to drop that later on this evening into tonight, so look for that around 8 o'clock. But I want to talk a little bit about this Lakers versus Rockets game. I know the big story, the big headlines has been the suspensions that have been handed down from the league regarding Rondo uh, versus Chris Paul and Ingram, uh, that scuffle that happened. Um, look, I, I wasn't so annoyed by that fight. I mean, it is what it is. I walked away from the game saying, okay, I mean, they're going to get suspended. It is what it is. I mean, the only thing you can do is, you know, deal uh, deal with the bad as it goes and, and do what you got to do to be successful. But I just want to talk a little bit about, you know, why I was so ticked off at this game. And why I've been really ticked off, because I thought it was just going to be a one-game occurrence. I was giving LeBron the benefit of the doubt. And for anybody that knows me, I'm a big LeBron fan. I'm, like, one of the biggest LeBron fans. But I'm also an objective LeBron fan. And let me just start by saying that defensively, this is probably the worst I've seen LeBron be since probably about the 2015-2016 season when he came back to Cleveland. There is absolutely no way... You can defend, and I, I'm sorry if you if you like LeBron too. This is just me being truthful. This is me being unbiased as possible. LeBron played absolutely no defense in the second half against the Rockets. I mean, you, I, I love I love LeBron, but he's not looking like the best player in the world right now. You can give that, you can chop that up to Anthony Davis' efforts to his team. You can chop that up to even James Harden last night and him being able to carry without. Uh, Chris Paul in the mix because of Chris Paul having to be, go back to the bat because of uh, the fight that he had gotten into. There's no effort. There's no will to win. And that's not that's not going to cut it in, in L.A. They will drag LeBron if he continues to give this effort defensively. This is not the East. This is the West. You're going to have to play Utah four times. You're going to have to play Denver four times. You're going to have to play Golden State four times. You're going to have to play Houston four times. You're going to have to play San Antonio four times. You're going to have to play New Orleans four times. You absolutely cannot give this type of defensive effort night in and night out and call yourself the best player in the world. This game was 124 to 115 with plenty of times for this Lakers team to walk away with this victory. It's no excuse why it was just like for LeBron in the last two minutes. He was like, oh, whatever. You know, we got 82, 80, 80 more games. That's not excusable. When you have a chance to close the game against one of the top tier Western Conference teams from last year's playoff picture, you do it. And that's why a lot there's a lot of debate going on right now as to if LeBron will will be durable if LeBron will be the same player because of performances like this. We know how great LeBron is. LeBron doesn't give effort and takes nights off like this. And in the West, you can't take nights off because the difference between third place and eighth place last year was less than three games. So losing these games like this for LeBron is not good. It doesn't look good for the team. It doesn't bode well for the young guys. And it doesn't do anything. And the reason why I'm, so, I'm being so hard and critical in this game is because Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, um, JaVale McGee, uh, shit, Lance Stevenson. You even got production off of off of him defensively coming off the bench. And I guarantee, you know, I got to look at my TV today. I guarantee Skip Bayless is going to go on and be like, well, LeBron James defensive win shares. I don't want to hear it because he's too good for this. I'm sorry. So let's break down this game because I do rapid refi. I'm just going to do the score. I'm going to 
you know, probably tell you guys to come to this video. But it was eight plays I counted where LeBron literally stood there and watched somebody take a take a three or drive past him. He played okay defense in the first half. He played absolutely no defense in the second half, and that was the difference between this game. Had he played ounce of defense, the Lakers could have potentially came back and probably won this game by three or four or five points. They were they were. You know, the, late, uh, the Houston Rockets were taking very stupid shots and they were just getting away with them because nobody was guarding the open man. Nobody. I would rather P.J. Tucker take a contested three and be OK with that than P.J. Tucker to take a blown assignment three because LeBron's looking in the middle, looking lost, pointing his finger at yet another teammate. I don't feel sorry for LeBron here and he deserves. I hope the fans do put some heat on, on him in L.A. because that's not going to cut it in L.A. That's not Laker basketball. That's not uh, the franchise that was built. They don't necessarily need LeBron. That's the problem I think he needs to get through his head. Yes, they gave him commercials. I've seen that. Yes, they, he's, he was considered one of the most decorated players in the league. Yes, I, I get all that. But when you get to L.A., that means nothing because they've had decorated players. They've had Kareem. They've had um, Kobe. They've had you know Magic Johnson. They've had all these guys that came through and have given their blood, sweat, the logo. They've had him, Jerry West. They've had these guys. These guys came through long before LeBron got there, and they have put contributed more to this organization than just their name. So far, LeBron James is living off his name, and it's shown in the last couple games. This man's not played any defense whatsoever when they needed it most, and that's the difference between them being 0-2 and maybe 1-1, okay? Let's go over this game before I go on yet another rant about LeBron James. So 124 to 115 at home. Houston spoils the uh, L.A. Lakers uh, home opener debut. And let me tell you, uh, and we'll get into the fight situation in a second. I have my two cents on that as well. LeBron got to 24. He was 9 of 22 of the field. This was not LeBron whatsoever. He shot beneath like 40% for his standards is not good. He wasn't great offensively. He was deplorable from the three-point line. It was at points I was saying drive the basket, LeBron, get a foul and get to the free throw line because it was just painful to watch. I'm sitting here like, why are you taking these shots? So, you know, we got good production from Brandon Ingram. He gave you 12 points. McGee gave you 16. He was awesome defensively. Um, Rondo gave you 13 on six of eight shooting. So he had a pretty good night. Uh, about 50% from the uh, three-point line. And Caldwell Pope uh, gave you five points. Let me tell you, let me say this about Caldwell Pope. If Caldwell Pope cannot give you better production to, to, uh, than this, and he's going to have to move to the bench. I would rather you start Josh Hart over Caldwell Pope as, if this is going to be this, the, what he's going to give you offensively. Five points as your shooting guard. You got outshot by a center, and you're the shooting guard. Let that sink in. JaVale McGee has 16, 7 on 7 of 11 shooting and outshot Caldwell Pope, who had five points. He was so bad. He only got 18 minutes. At this point, move him to the bench and start Josh Hart. I think the fans like the energy and the effort he gives at the shooting guard position. He's been more consistent. He had 11 points on um, one of five shooting. I think once he finds his his um what he wants to do, he'll be okay. But... I just want to say this. I'm surprised they're not playing Beasley more. I'm surprised they're not playing Sivai more. I get you have LeBron as your shooting forward and you want that to be your guy. I get you have Ingram, but I'm ready to see Sivai. I'm ready to see Beasley uh, following these suspensions. And I think Ron, uh, Rondo being out for four, excuse me, three games is going to be a blessing in disguise for 
um, for this team because it's going to allow, um, uh, excuse me, uh, Lonzo Ball to develop further than what he has been. And I think because of that, you know, it's going to bode well with what he's able to do and what he's able to give you on a nightly basis uh, when Rondo returns after his three-game vacation for the dumb stuff that he was doing. Okay, um, Kyle Kuzma was okay at the power forward. He gave you 5, 13, 11 points. So they had about seven players in, in double digits, which is great. But, you know, my thing is LeBron had no effort off defensively and it ultimately affected his game offensively. Nine of 22 on 24 points is unacceptable for LeBron James. He's got to do better. He needs to make amends tonight against the Spurs. Or I don't want to hear anything about LeBron being the best player. And I'm a LeBron fan saying this because you can't be the best and play no defense and get away with being 0-3. You cost your team You you cost your team a game already against this Rockets team. They turn, you know, this Rock, this Lakers team is talented enough to get you there. They're talented than more talented than this, his old Cleveland team last year, in my opinion. Um, they'll get you there. LeBron's got to step up and be the man and be the guy that he was last year and get this team home. It's no excuse why, you know, he's, he's shying away in the second half, trying to get things going. This team is going to go in the last couple minutes. LeBron's take over. Not Lonzo, not Kyle Kuzma, not Josh Hart, LeBron. They're going to get you there. LeBron's got to finish in the last two minutes. You're a superstar for a reason, period. So Houston had 124 to 115 uh, in this game. Um, Lakers did pretty well, but I think going forward, you're going to see a lot of Savai. You're going to see a lot of Kuz, uh, Lonzo Ball, perhaps even my, uh, Beasley off the bench as well when he comes back. I want to see some 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 of Zubac. Uh, I think he deserves some, um, some playing time as well. But this team has got to get better from the three-point line. Um, they did not shoot well in this game at all. They shot 25% out of 8 of 32, uh, 32 as a team. Um, I think you do need to assert a guy like Savai. He was the most purest three-point shooter they had in the uh, draft that they selected. He had a great game. You need a shooter. I think if uh, they're smart, I, I want to see Savai having a role on this team within the next 10 games because they can't afford to have lack of a three-point shot against most of these teams in the West that shoot it very well. Um, that's not going to get them many victories. And that's ultimately a recipe for them not making the playoffs, honestly. And I, I think if you're a coach, you stand packed with what you got. But you need to see what Savai can give you off the bench, at least, because he's more of a three-point guy than some of these guys are. Like, God, give... But put Caldwell, uh, uh, Caldwell Pope in the reserves. I mean, they made a big mistake paying him. He's basically like a J.R. Smith 2.0 because this guy gives you absolutely nothing at the point guard. How are you a, point, uh, a shooting guard? Excuse me. How are you a shooting guard? You're playing 18 minutes and you're giving me five points, three rebounds, and one assist. That's not going to cut it. This uh, he needs to. They need to insert Savai into this lineup in this call day. They need to, uh, you know, Savai. And Josh Hart needs to split minutes and call it a day. Walk away from Caldwell Pope. He can come off the bench for all I care. I don't care. He's not, he was not worth that money that they gave him, that $18 million a year. I mean, my God, they overpaid him for why? For why? You might as well, you should have just let Caldwell Pope go and develop Savai and Josh Hart into the players they're supposed to be. Because that effort right there, that's pissy. And LeBron, it's been a while since LeBron has had a great, competent shooting guard outside of. Uh, JR when he had that one good year in um, the year they won the championship and he was giving you 27 here and there 
20, 20 point games here and there. On average, you know, 10 points here. I can deal with that. But when you give me five points as your shooting guard and you two of eight from the field and I'm sitting here on wide open threes, understanding that if the ball goes to you, it's not going to make it, then that's a problem. And I think this Lakers team needs to address that. And I think LeBron James needs to be a fucking leader defensively. Sorry for my language, but I'm just really just ticked because there's no excuse why LeBron should have been that poor defensively. On to the Rockets side, and then we'll get into the scuffle that happened, in my opinion, on that. Uh, P.J. Tucker had two of six from the three-point line, had some critical uh, threes down the stretch that really uh, lifted this team to a comfortable lead to be able to finish off the game. The big story was this backcourt between the two guards. Uh, Chris Paul gave you 28, and James Harden gave you 36. Absolutely unstoppable tonight. Uh, James Harden was able to finish for his team, and you got to tip your hat to him. He was able to really give you good production also just a great stat line for him 36 5 and 7 um they they i think the lakers let james harden off the hook defensively they were not attacking him they were not exploiting him one-on-one he's not the best defender for his size believe it or not but 10 or 19 shooting he had a great night 5 10 shooting 50 percent so he had an outstanding night as a whole i was really impressed with his play um Gerald Green had some awesome production off the bench, 13 points. He was hitting all his shots when uh, he was open from the corner, um, from the perimeter, from open layups. Uh, Carmelo Anthony had a typical game that you would think. He had 3 of 10 shooting, 1 of 7, 7 points on the night for him. Um, I would expect him to start getting to about 10 to... Excuse me, y'all. I'm just waking up. But 10 to uh, 14 points a game. So he's going to have to pick up his energy off the bench if this team wants to be successful. Because when they play the real elite teams, the Denver's, the Golden State Warriors, the OKC Thunder, the New Orleans Pelicans, you're going to have to have more than seven points off that bench if you're him. Um, Eric Gordon did pretty well tonight. Uh, pretty pedestrian night for him. You expect a little bit more than what he gave. He gave you nine points one uh, rebound, one assist, but his points were also critical in the second half as well and creating some separation between the Lakers and Houston, which was a seesaw battle in the second half and in the first quarter of going back and forth, back and forth, lead changes, all this other stuff. So he's able to keep his composure. And then Clint Capella had a nice game as well, very quiet. And I got on him last game, but this is what I'm talking about that he's capable of. He gave me 19 points on 12 rebounds, double-double for him. Great night, 9-16. That's, I mean, that's 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 the 88 million that he's worth, and as and you got all of that in the uh, in this game. Great game for him, but like I said, you're not gonna get too many defensive poor teams like the Lakers, so he's gonna have to do that consistently. Um, Enos the third is kind of the ah uh, man. I, I don't think he should be starting to be honest with you. I understand the politics. I would rather see uh, Eric Gordon or even a Carmelo Anthony start in the starting lineup. But I understand why they're doing this, you know, kind of see what Carmelo does, get him acclimated. He's still getting pretty decent times, getting 29 minutes on the floor, <clears throat> three of 10 shooting, one of seven shooting, and 10 rebounds, and, and which is really good. So the 10 rebounds is really excellent because that shows that he's showing some effort on the uh, offensive and defensive side of the ball and uh, giving you some good production uh, offensively, at least with seven points. Okay for him, but not anything to write home about for him. So awesome game from the Houston Rockets. Um, James Harden definitely played head and shoulders above anybody on the court uh, tonight. I mean, he had an unbelievable stat line. 38 minutes, 36 points, 7 rebounds, 
three, uh, excuse me, five assists, five of 10 from the free, 50% from the free throw line and 10 of 19. Let me see. They were 38, 38.1%. They made 16 out of 42 points, 16 out of 42 attempts, excuse me, from the three point line. So to have that, you know, the the uh, perimeter shooting has not left the Rockets, but you can definitely see that Mbamute Mute and Trevor Ariza are missing from this team because they had to have a shootout to win this game, and that's not going to cut it in the West. This is why I say I'm not counting them to go any further than the second round because they don't have enough defensively to be able to hang with anybody. And Mike D'Antoni don't believe in defense because this 124-115 to 115 business, them going back and forth. You expect it from an L.A. team because they're, start, they're trying to gel. They're trying to get it together. But for a team that's been to the finals and that's, excuse me, the Western Conference finals and that's, uh, you know, as decorated as the uh, – Houston Rockets, somebody off the bench and somebody, one of the starters, is going to have to step up defensively and do more than what they're giving here tonight. But good win for the Houston Rockets. Good win for, uh, excuse me, nice showing from L.A. Just a bad effort down the stretch from LeBron James and defensively weren't as consistent in the second half as they should be. Um, not really. I wasn't really too happy with the outcome of this game on LeBron James' shoulder. I think this game does fall on LeBron James' shoulder. So let's talk about real quick about this um, scuffle that happened between Carmel, excuse me, CP3 and Rondo and Ingram. Let me first say this. I think I can see where Ingram is coming from, and I understand why he pushed him. For those who don't understand, it's frustrating, and I think it was a young a young man's mistake that will be learned. I think Harden gets away with a lot when it comes to him getting his free throws. Um, I mean, he he plays he plays the game very well to to deceptively average. 30 points a night if you take his free throws away he's only about maybe a 26 to 24 24 to 26 point per score a night he gets that extra six to eight points because of his dramatic flopping and on the offensive side of the ball i mean i understand i mean most of the time ingram was on james harden and it's like if you defend this guy and you're too close to him he's gonna you know uh you know cause intentional contact uh, on the perimeter, shoot that dumb three day does when he hops in front. Of, it's just intentional stuff, and I think the Russ need to be a little bit more, uh, either make up more of a rule to you know to at least allow players to defend or uh, play defense on Harden because he gets away with. I mean this, and then the other thing that he does is he'll call intentional contact when he's going to for a layup. Like he'll you know you're trying to defend him and he's you know throwing elbows at you doing his euro step to the uh, basket. And, you know, a couple times Ingram got hit. So this was happening throughout the game. He was frustrated at the ref for not being consistent across the board. But, young man, I got to tell you this, man. You got to understand that's that's how James Harden's played. That's how he's won his MVP. Um, if you let him, if you lose your composure here, then you do nothing for your team. You being suspended for four games does nothing for your team. So the fact that you, you know, it was one thing to push hard. And okay, you, you're frustrated. All right, take the tech, get your tech shot. You're still in the game. We still got you for next game. But now you over here getting in the ref's face, and that's a big no-no. And then you come back later on and you try to swing on CP3 after Rondo was just absolutely getting pummeled after he caught a clean left uh, jab on uh CP3, CP3 came back and hit him with a, le- a right hook and then an uppercut, and you know that was the. I mean, people, players were like, "Oh no, NBA players a week." This, this is this has been brewing for a long time with Rondo and CP3. This has happened since CP3 was at New Orleans and Rondo was with the uh, Celtics. Of them going back and forth and just not liking each other, per the source of Paul Pierce as he was talking about in post the game. That's been happening for a long time. So you say he's not surprised that these two scuffled the way they did, and they mixed it up, and it is what it is. But, you know, Ingram should have never have gotten involved, and that's that. 
Um, as far as this thing saying that um, CP3 had gotten spit on by Rondo, that's what caused him to uh, put his finger. Let me say this. I listened this morning to uh, the reasoning behind why um, Rondo got one more game than um, CP3. He got CP3 gets two. Rondo got three. Ingram got four. I think I'm not questioning Ingram because he deserves it. I mean, he was acting like a pure butthole through that whole incident. Um, you don't. I mean, you don't push a ref. You don't get in the ref's face. You don't push a player. You don't throw a play. This ain't the streets, homes. This is basketball. Okay. So if you can't figure that out and hold your composure the, the way you should, then you know uh, you gotta do something about that. But look, I'm gonna break down this fight for a second. First of all, they say that Rondo has spit on uh, CP3. I didn't really see it at, during the game, but when things got slowed up, I kind of could see that they, maybe that there was a chance of that probably did happen between Rondo doing it. And I'm unbiased. Like I said, I support the Lakers now because my, my favorite player plays on it, but I didn't see it at first. So I was like, well, why was CP3 putting his finger in his face? I would have did the same thing. But I just, I just think that CP3 and Rondo should have got the same amount of games because the way that CP3 poked Rondo, he could have, you know, poked his eye, did some damage to his eye, you know, and that's and that's understandable about why he reacted. And they're saying, well, we gave uh, Rondo an extra game because he spit, okay, and then they say it because he initiated contact first uh, by throwing the first punch. But I'm like, well, hold on, Kiki, you know, CP3 put his hands in this man's face. That's contact, right? And my, if I'm tripping, isn't that contact? Okay, that's my first point. So I think they should have both got three games and both should have got around like a 25,000, maybe 75,000 game. Not arguing the Ingram four games because he, he deserved it. He did it to himself. And that's a young man's mistake. And I hope through those four games, he understands he hurt his team here. And ultimately, it just, you know, I just I don't agree with the suspensions. I think that CP3 should have got the same amount as uh, as um, Rondo. And honestly, I think they should have both got maybe around three or four games. Honestly, I think uh, Ingram should have got around five or six, to be honest with you. It's unacceptable what he did. Um, I don't care how frustrated you are. You can't go around uh, pushing, getting in rather's faces, and then coming back and swinging like you in the streets even when you're watching homeboy get dropped. You, you got your teammates and, and the Houston Rockets holding guys back, trying to contain the situation so nobody gets ejected. But now you're getting ejected. Rondo got ejected. CP3 got ejected. And that doesn't help, help both these guys' teams in the Wild West because every game essentially is going to be competitive. Nobody's going to have a night off in the West. Um, so... That's my problem with uh, this thing as a whole. I think there's a biasness with Kiki and, and him seeing that the contact was really caused by Rondo. Even if the, even if he did spit, and I, I I'm pretty sure he did. Rondo did. There should I mean there was contact. He should have you know turned away. But I understand from man to man, if somebody spits on you, you're gonna react like that. So he he put his hand in his face and reaction. Don't don't. I read his list. He said don't. But don't you dare spit on me as he poked him. That's contact. I think that CB3 should have got an extra game tacked on as well for that. If you're going to say that Rondo initiated contact first, I think that Rondo and CB3 both get the same amount of time. They both threw multiple punches. One landed for Rondo and two landed for CP3. So I think they both should have got the same amount of time. But that's my opinion. I mean, I'm sure if you guys have a different preference. I'm sure Houston Rocket fans think I'm I'm being biased. But I, I, I mean, at the end of the day, if, if Kiki's reasoning is, okay, we gave Rondo extra game because of spitting, ultimately because he, he initiated the fight, then you got to be objective and say, okay, well, CP3 put his hand in his face causing 
Rondo to retaliate after Rondo has spit in CP3's face. Don't excuse that. If you're gonna be, if you want to be even more, like if you want to give Rondo an extra punishment here for spitting on a player, then say, okay, Rondo, we're gonna give you the same amount, but Rondo, we're gonna we're gonna give you like a two hundred thousand dollar fine, two hundred fifty thousand dollar fine, along with three games with no pay. So make it hurt. But be objective if you're going to say that, oh, we, we gave him extra game because he was he initiated the contact. No, if you see from the videotape, Chris Paul got physical before before punches were thrown. Yes, uh, Rondo spit on somebody, but that doesn't count as uh, somebody throwing hands or anything like that. You put a hand in somebody's face and, yeah, somebody's, somebody's going to throw hands with you. Um, so, you know, social media world is killing LeBron about how he took up for Rondo. Uh, excuse me, he took up for CP3 over Rondo. Let me say this, man. I think y'all need to t- chime down on this. I get where y'all are coming from. If, you, if you're going to say you got to pick up your brother and stuff, you got to be consistent. But this is the godfather of one of LeBron's sons. This is a family friend. This is, you know, that's hard. That's tough. I don't think LeBron should take that heat. He was trying to watch out for his, God, his godson's fa- godfather on the floor. Like, you know. But we got to remember that both guys have families outside of this. Both guys have relate. We forget as basketball players in the heat of the moment that these guys have families, kids, everything watching. So you don't want to set a bad example um, for those guys and for your kids. And I think ultimately that wasn't a fair. That's not fair. I mean, I get where these guys are coming from. Like, that's your teammate, bro. Like, you, should, you shouldn't be taking over for the enemy. I get that. But y'all know LeBron's going to watch out for his brother. LeBron's going to watch out for his godson. And I think people shouldn't be coming for LeBron's head like this. Now, I will say this, LeBron. If you're going to say that, then you got to be consistent, bro. I, I mean, I already know that there's probably some awkwardness in the bench between probably Ingram and Rondo and LeBron because they probably feel like, hey, bro, like we over here scuffling because you letting your teammate get hit. You letting your teammate, you know, the way you put your uh, shoulder over top of him, even though you're trying to de-escalate the whole situation, it makes it look like, you know, fuck your teammates and, and just, you know, um, we're going we gonna to pull for the, uh, we're going to pull for these guys. Um, that that started that that were throwing punches towards your quote unquote brother. So LeBron gonna be in the heat in the moment. I think this all gets cleared up by next week. Everything will be cured if the Lakers win against San Antonio tonight, one or two. They do need to play LeBron, Lonzo Ball no more. I think they do need to play Savai or Beasley um, behind LeBron James when he goes to the bench. But LeBron James gotta give you more than what he's giving you defensively because when this guy comes in the game. The leads that, they, that the Lakers have diminish, and that you know because they're not playing good enough defense. And the odd man out is LeBron James. He's got to own that at this stage in his career and realize that, hey, you ain't got to be the best defensive player, but you got to get at least get in front of your man and stop looking as somebody walks past you and shoots the open three. So that's my that's my one little gripe about LeBron James and the Lakers and their debut. So when we do um, rapid fire with all the scores and updates. Um, you know, I might have my two cents to say as well. Um, I'm also going to bring out some NFL content content later on. Um, I just haven't really had a chance to look at those games, to be honest with you. So I'm going to be really going off the box scores, um, really going off the narrative that's been played the whole season. I'm sorry I've been neglecting that for my NFL fans. 
But that's my two cents on the Lakers and the Rockets, man. So I'm not going to have much to say about these guys when I do rapid fire. But we're going to cover the rest of the teams that play Saturday and Sunday, which was yesterday. And kind of give you guys a preview of the thing. The games are going to really stand down. The games you should really watch out for heading into today. So otherwise, that's your boy D. Johnson. That's my thoughts on the Lakers. That's my rant ultimately on the Lakers. Hope you guys have a good one. I'll be back later on with rapid fire. Stay tuned. Stay easy. Peace.